Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Community's Our Middle Name podcast, brought to you by Grampians Community Health. My name is Gareth Oliver. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this week, we are speaking with Ada Castle, who is a health promotions officer and vaccine ambassador for Grampians Community Health. And we're finishing the year off with something a little bit more positive. We've talked about a lot of heavy stuff on the podcast this year, and we're going to talk a bit about well, I mean, we're talking about COVID, which is still quite heavy, but we're actually going to be celebrating some of the achievements that we've we've had as a community where we've seen fantastic numbers for vaccination rates, not just in our part of the world, but right across the state. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to stay COVID safe as best we can over the Christmas period, because we want, we want everyone to have fun. We want Christmas to be a time for people to get together with their family and friends and, and have a good time, but we want you to do it safely and we don't want people ending up getting sick, you know, because of COVID, because of someone who might have been at your house who may have been COVID positive. But this is a this is a positive podcast. Uh, it's not COVID positive, it's positive about COVID. Here it is, here's my chat with Ada Castle, and this is the Community's Amateur Name Podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health, for you, your family, and of course, our community. <laughs> Castle is back joining us and we're talking about COVID. However, it's going to be a positive COVID discussion, not a COVID positive discussion because we, we don't want to hear any more about COVID positive. We're going to be talking some of the, some of the good stuff around uh, local vaccinations, around boosters, around what we can do as well to have a COVID safe Christmas. Ada, thank you for joining me again on the podcast. Gareth, so great to be here. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad I didn't scare you off the first time. No, it was the least amount of editing I ever had to do, so um, I really appreciate that. First of all, happy Christmas. Just talking off air about our Christmas plans. Let's hope that we can um, we can have a COVID-safe Christmas, but numbers are good. Numbers are good. Let's start off positive. Numbers in Victoria, for vaccinations at least, are fantastic. So I, I was talking before I checked this morning the DHHS Twitter feed, 92% of people aged 12 plus in Victoria are double vaccinated. So as a vaccine ambassador, that's going to make you happy. So happy. Um, the government was talking about, you know, we'd be successful if we got 80% and then they pushed it to 90 and then, you know, we've passed even 90. So it's just really great news. And locally we're beating um, the trend even. So locally in our areas in Grampians, Wimmera, we're really kicking it and we've got over 95% double vaccination rates for over 15. So well done listeners. You're awesome. Thank you so much for rolling up your sleeves and getting vaccinated. Well done guys. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fantastic, and it just shows what a great community that we have in this part of the world that we're willing to do this not just for ourselves but for for others. Uh, I, I think it's it's brilliant, and look good on everyone in across the state. Ninety two percent is fantastic, even if you know behind my hand uh, Melbourne's dragging us a little bit. That's okay; they'll catch up. We still have a high number of cases though. Uh, at the moment, we have fourteen thousand eight hundred and one active cases. As we record this, 398 people in hospital, 72 in ICU, and 39 ventilated. Ada, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, the 
Now, is it Omicron or Omicron? You know, that is the first controversial question of today. Um, <laughs> I guess it just depends what feels more natural. I say Omicron. But Omicron sounds a little bit like, oh, my God, which is what many of us have heard when there's yet another variant coming up. So however you or the listeners want to say it, I don't think there's a wrong way. Well, I, I remember Omicron from uh, Futurama, Omicron Percy I-8, one of the, the planets. Um, and as I said, I, I sent this out to, to the staff in an email is this the, not the worst way to learn the Greek alphabet? Look, it's one way to learn the Greek alphabet. It's yet another thing we didn't think would be happening in 2021, and yet here we are learning Greek alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, look, I mean, at least that's a positive we can take out of it, is that it's um, we're, we're learning uh, something from, from another culture, which is fantastic. But let's talk about Omicron. Everyone's talking about it. What, what do you know about it? What info can you give anyone out there listening? Well, apart from another letter in the Greek alphabet, um, it's Omicron is a variant of concern. So it's a COVID-19 variant where COVID um, coronavirus has got into somebody who is probably immunocompromised, saw an opportunity to change itself so it can be even more transmissible, and then um, went out into the wild. So specifically, it was first reported in South Africa on the 24th of November 2021, but it was actually up to these amazing scientists in South Africa that found it. It's not necessarily from South Africa. It's just South Africa was one of the countries that had the technology to be able to do that. So it's been detected in many other countries now, including Australia. Unfortunately, we had something like 61 Omicron cases in Victoria as of yesterday, and currently there's some fear of it spreading to regional areas. So the news is good and bad, or at least, I guess, in 2021, we talk about things being less worse than we thought it might be, and that's definitely true here. Currently, there's lots of researchers looking at it, and the World Health Organization declared while it's a variant of concern, so it's potentially a game changer, preliminary evidence indicates that Omicron may actually only lead to mild symptoms amongst most people who contract it, including in Australia, a highly double vaccinated area. So um, as long as people keep up those vaccination rates and those COVID safe behaviours, we're doing everything we can to combat it. Now, mild illness doesn't mean no illness. And in fact, many people who do get long COVID, as in COVID symptoms for a very long time ongoing, um, do develop that from mild illness. So it's still definitely not something that you want to catch, um, but it's not all doom and gloom in terms of the projected how bad it could have been. So slight silver lining there. Yeah, and that was some of the news we saw come out of South Africa very early on, was that the symptoms were milder, but it is much more contagious. So you're probably more likely to get... Uh, the Omicron strain than you were to get any of the others, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think another question is, okay, well, how does this actually work with our vaccines? Luckily, in Australia, we have some of the best vaccines in the world, and we've got really high levels of protection, and all of the research so far says that the vaccines do provide the best possible protection against Omicron. So um, some good news there, but it is more infectious, as you said, so quick, uh, more quickly spread. Um, but again, in people who are double vaccinated, it might be less severe than other variants, such as Delta, which is the current um, one in Australia that is the most dominant. And we've seen a lot of that come through uh, our part of the world recently, haven't we, the Delta variant? I know one of the one of the schools in our rural city, it's a little school, had uh, the overwhelming majority of the, the students, unfortunately, caught it. And we're seeing a lot uh, in schools and daycare and kindergarten and places like that, which is 
which is why and I know that we, we, we're not fully across yet how the, the rollout for children aged five to 11 is going to work. But that, to me, that, that shows why it's so important to, to get that done. Absolutely, Gareth. And while we have had spread of Delta locally, we have had quite a few cases now. Um, something we're seeing in Grampians Community Health within the Home Isolation Support Service is such a willingness of people to look after each other, their neighbours, their community, and everybody just looking out for each other if they are crook. And it's just, you know, another wonderful thing of living in the Grampians Wimmera, how, how caring people are for each other and how quickly um, they are taking on the threat of this virus and protecting their community through getting vaccinated and tested. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, up in store yesterday and I saw a line of vehicles going through the the testing site they've got set up there at the Leisure Centre, which was great to see. And I guess a lot of people are getting tested at the moment because uh, Christmas is, as my kids keep reminding me, very, very close uh, and, and people want to go and, and see family and friends and, and do that sort of stuff, which is, you know, we've missed out on a lot of that over the last couple of years. So it'll be fantastic if we can still do that. Let's talk a little bit about the boosters or the third shot, if you if you like, um, I'm booked in for mine. Um, getting mine while I'm taking a bit of time off in January. What's the importance of boosters? Uh, how will that help us fight the spread of of COVID, and and how will that help us in the long term dealing with this uh, illness that's caused the pandemic across the world? Well, good on you for booking that in, Gareth. Hopefully it's a smooth appointment in January, you legend. Um, so basically lots of researchers and health professionals are beginning to realise that ideally if we went back in time, uh, many people would argue that actually COVID vaccination should be a three-dose affair rather than two. And of course, we've all been acting with all the information that we had at the time, which was get to vaccinations. But Based on the spread of variants, the body's immune response, etc., uh, it looks like to actually get the complete protection that you need, you do need three doses. So that's kind of what's come apart with um, the booster. So there is actually a difference I learned recently between boosters and third doses. Um, confusing terminology, so I'll quickly explain that. Third doses are for people who are severely immunocompromised. So if anyone's um, an organ transplant recipient, they might be undertaking chemo. The advice is to get the third dose as soon as possible, two months after the second vaccination. So just have a chat to your doctor if that applies to you. For everybody else, they'll need a booster dose, and that's five months currently after the second vaccination. And doesn't matter what brand you had, if you had AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Moderna, at that five-month mark, which may soon change, four months, five months based on the evidence, um, that's when you need your booster to get your complete protection. So I actually had mine a few weeks ago. It was really smooth. Walked in, got another badge and lolly for my collection. The lolly lasted about a second. And um, now I'm triple boosted. So that was a pretty exciting feel knowing that um, I have the best possible protection to keep um, my loved ones safe over Christmas and also the best possible protection against that nasty Omicron. That's fantastic. It's really, it's, it's good to see. And um, I know there's been some scepticism and I've, I've heard it from people in the, in the local community when I've been, you know, out shopping or, or picking up kids from school and kinder, things like that. People saying, oh, I got really sick with the first couple of shots, so I'm not going to go back and get the third one. Uh, what would be, well, as you said, you don't get that level of protection, but what would be, what would happen to the person if they didn't get that booster shot? What would- well, I guess the thing is that we're increasingly learning that the protection from the initial first and second COVID vaccination does wane over time, so it does reduce every month. Um, so while you have the best possible protection um, after your second vaccination, 
every month you do lose a little bit of that. So at the end of the day, if you don't get your your booster shot or your third one, if you're immunocompromised, you will actually be at a reduced rate. So you might be walking around thinking, I've got my boost, I've got my second shot, I'm good to go. But actually, you are reducing immunity day by day. So um, it's basically a top up. It's kind of similar in many ways to the flu shot. We don't know how it will look like in the future. But again, it's the best possible thing you can do at the moment. It's free. It's pretty painless. And at the end of the day, it is a thousand times better than getting COVID. So that's kind of the line that I've been suggesting people. As you know, it's the trade-off. It's it's a bit annoying. It's an injection. Some people do get side effects. But at the end of the day, you're as safe as you can be against COVID, which remains a really horrible disease and which something like one in three or four people have side effects for months. So it's definitely not something anyone wants. So, you know, just encouraging people to complete that course where possible. And lots of lots of vaccines have booster shots. I mean, we get boosters for tetanus, for example, obviously not as often yep. as what we need these. Or the flu, as you mentioned, that's a yearly thing that we get. And that that could end up being what happens with this this SARS. Exactly COVID. the same. I had my whooping cough vaccine a few months ago so I could cuddle some babies in my life. It's just the same. You know, you keep up that immunisation, stay as safe as you can. Now, yep. Gareth, you mentioned kids' shots just before. I'm just going to segue onto that, um, if you don't mind. Um, no, because for vaccination for kids is coming to our area really soon, and appointments will be available from the 10th of January based on local supply and availability, etc. And it's super exciting to see this option for parents as the best way to protect their kids from COVID. So, um, for kids, the vaccine offered is Pfizer. It's 91% effective in children. So kids will get two doses of Pfizer. They'll be eight weeks apart, and it is a smaller dose than what's given to adults and older teens. So that'll be happening soon, early next year in our region. When I made my appointment, I actually spoke to East Grand Kids Health Service in Ararat about getting kids done. As you know, my kids are both primary school age, and something that you know, we want to get done. We want to get back to doing things that we enjoy. They told me that at this stage, when this, uh, and when this podcast comes out, they're not entirely sure how it's going to look, but they will be providing that service there. So if you're in the Ararat region and you're interested in getting your kids vaccinated, which I, I you know, obviously we, we recommend it, contact East Scrampins Health sometime in the new year would be my best advice. Yeah, or any of our local clinics because we'll be getting them right across the board and information about where to actually go can be seen on coronavirus.vic.gov.au um, or you can contact your friendly local health service and we'll help you out. Yeah, and it's the Pfizer shot that the kids are going to be getting is one-third the dose of adults. So for anyone out there, yes, I have done my research from trusted sources. Um, another thing that's been talked about a lot lately and we're hearing a lot about is uh, the rapid antigen tests. Can you explain what, what is the rapid antigen test? What does it do and what's the benefit of having them? I am so excited to have rapid antigen tests. They're so awesome. They're so quick. They really give you peace of mind and they're a great tool in stopping COVID-19 um, in your family and especially in the lead up to Christmas. So rapid antigen tests or rat tests or rats, as some people affectionately are calling them, are basically a really useful screening tool that you can use at home um, just to quickly get an answer about if you're COVID positive. So it's something you can buy from IgA, 
Woolies, Coles or Priceline locally and they're stocked in the Grampians Wimmera region. Um, and they cost about $10 or $15 each. You can buy them in bulk. They're a really easy to use one or two minute test where you get um, a swab, you put it up your nose, you swirl it around, you feel a lot like a scientist actually. It's really cool. And then you get an answer about do you have COVID within 15 minutes. So important to note that it's not as accurate as your standard hospital PCR test and you shouldn't use it if you you've got any COVID symptoms or if you need proof to cross the border currently. But it's just a really great screening tool. So, for example, um, I've gone down to Melbourne and, you know, gone to areas with higher COVID prevalence. And before I come back to back home and working in stall, I just do a rapid antigen test just to, for a peace of mind, just to make sure that I haven't accidentally brought COVID or before I visit vulnerable or high-risk relatives or friends, I might do a rapid antigen test as well, just for that peace of mind. Yeah, and it's also a good way. We've seen a lot in the news lately about how our testing centres have been swamped, they've been overwhelmed. So I think if if you're not entirely sure, if you might just have, you know, extremely mild symptoms, maybe the rapid antigen test is a good way to go. And then, you know, if you want that second opinion or if it comes back as saying, yes, you've got COVID, then you go and get your test. That's, also yeah. for people... Um like some of my rallies who live quite far away from testing centres and it might be a whole day trip or, you know, half a day to actually get there. If you if you don't really have symptoms and you just want that peace of mind, you could order some online or over the phone and get them sent to you. So, you you know, if you don't have a car or whatever to get to a testing centre, it's another option for you. So, yeah, pretty great to have choice, hey? Absolutely. And I believe Officeworks sells them in bulk. Uh, oh, and that's news. Thank you. Good to know. Uh, yeah, so if anyone's anywhere where there's, I don't know if there's one in Horsham. There is one in Ballarat, uh, and Officeworks are quite good at sending stuff out online as well. So, very handy tool in the in the toolkit for fighting uh, COVID. We might take a really short break, Ada, and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the festive season and about how we can stay COVID safe over the Christmas New Year period. So stick around; we'll be back very shortly. Community's Our Middle Name podcast is proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health services a wide range of areas across Western Victoria, including the Northern Grampian Shire Council, the Arrow Rural City Council, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire Council, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Central Goldfield Shire and the Southern Grampian Shire. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community aged care support and disability support, including case management for home care packages and NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of sectors, including generalist counselling, homelessness support, gamblers health support, community mental health, and much, much more. For more information, go to our website, www.gch.org.au. Or you can also call us 53587400 or visit one of our offices in Ararat, Stall or Horsham Monday to Friday between 9 to 5. Grampians Community Health, here for you, your family and our community and pleased to bring you the Community's Eminent Name podcast. Welcome back. I'm here with Ada Castle, who is a vaccine ambassador 
for Grampians Community Health. We're talking COVID and Christmas. We've had some had some good news, really, in the, the grand scheme of things. And it's good news that we can all get together Christmas because, as we said in the first half of the show, we've missed out on so much over the past couple of years. Um, I'm actually looking forward to next year being able to go and watch the Melbourne Storm again, which will be great because they've basically played away from Victoria for two years and gave all their members free memberships, which I think was fantastic, Victoria members. Christmas time, though. It is coming up. My kids keep hammering on about it. What can we do to stay COVID safe uh, at Christmas? Let's talk about in the in the lead up to Christmas, in the planning to Christmas. What's some stuff that we can do to make sure that everyone who comes can have as COVID a safe Yule as possible? You'll all be safe if you follow these tips, right, Gareth? <laughs> that is Sorry, that was terrible. Worst joke of the podcast series so far, and I think I just won it. So um, there's some really great tips that we can all take to stay safe this Christmas. I think everyone is so sick of COVID. So we just want to get out there and hang out with people, have a good time and forget about this global pandemic. So there's lots of things that we can do in the lead up that are really quick and easy, um, really straightforward, make a really big difference. So um, without further ado, I might just go through them. So number one and biggest one is what we've been following all along, which is, you know, if you have any symptoms of COVID, um, go and get yourself a test. Uh, PCR test from your local hospital or health service as soon as possible. Don't go to your gatherings. Honestly, it's just really not worth that stress the day after Christmas thinking, oh gosh, did I infect 22 of my relatives? You know, is everyone isolating now because of me? So, you know, we're, we're all really good pros by now at just having other options, catch up with people later, catch up online, etc. And just doing that basic, any symptoms get tested. Have you ever tested yourself, Gareth? No, I haven't. I haven't had to. Um, I'm the only person in my household who hasn't. Uh, my wife has, my kids wow. have, my, my yep. father-in-law's had a couple. Because I, I'm a bit of a hermit, I, I go to work and come home and that's about it. Yeah, and, and living out here, I'm not in much danger of getting any symptoms from the kangaroos. Um, but no, and I would also add, I mean, even if there's that family member you're maybe not too keen on, don't go and pass it on to them either because you still feel bad about it even if you, you know, it's, it's only Joan who gives you the same pair of scratchy socks every year for Christmas. I have uh, to say COVID would be the worst Christmas present ever. Yeah, yeah, I, I could imagine it wouldn't be. It would be up there with maybe an Andrea CD. What else can we do to, to stay safe uh, so, in the lead up? Yeah, just again in the lead up, just getting all your vaccinated for everyone 12 and over. Get your boosters if you can. Just get all that sorted. So, again, you have the least possible stress you don't want to be organizing a dinner for six people and then thinking oh gosh you know when's my booster due like have I got is blah 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 vaccinated so if we just all commit to staying on top of those vaccinations um, and then just you know it really really reduces the risk of getting COVID and passing on COVID if you are vaccinated so it's uh, pretty cool to have that option now. Rapid antigen test could be another another tool in uh, in this this toolkit for a COVID safe Christmas. Absolutely. I've actually heard of a few families and gatherings and parties now where they're asking everyone to get a rapid antigen test before they go within 24 hours, just as a way to make sure that everyone's safe, especially if there are higher risk people. Um, some rallies down from, you know, aged care homes, some people with cancer, etc. It's just kind of the best way you can look after each other if, if you wanted to do that on, on top of the other tips. Um, 
But I know that in some places in Melbourne, it's really hard to buy rapid antigen tests. They're flying off the shelves. So apparently some people are actually giving them to each other as Christmas presents because they're in that high demand. So uh, pretty useful tips if you want to use it. It's just for that peace of mind, but whatever works for you and your family. Well, I didn't know that, that um, that was going to be under the, under the tree for some people this year. That's incredible. Now, what about on the day itself? And we're, we're all, we get together and, and we're catching up with family and friends and, you know, everyone's hopefully relaxed. Although Christmas can be quite stressful. Take it from, from someone who's had a few stressful Christmases. What, what can we do to make sure that it's a COVID safe Christmas? And that's one less thing we have to stress about. Yeah, exactly. So. First tip, less is more. Rather than going to three different gatherings on the one day, you might go for two. Um, another one is just the basic practice, good hygiene. Um, you know, one person might serve food to everyone rather than everyone helping themselves. You might have hand sanitizer everywhere. You might make it a bit Christmassy. Add some baubles. You know, make it a bit fancy and just pop it on the table so people can use it liberally. Another takeaway that is really important and really easy, which is one of my favourite combinations, is good ventilation. So um, if you can, hang out outside, have a picnic, meet on the deck. If you're inside, limit indoor time, maybe open all your windows and doors, separate people in a larger room rather than smaller, um, you know, and just really limit that indoor time. So you might go out, such as my family does, have a family water fight, have a barbecue instead. That's um, a fun, safe way of being COVID safe without necessarily having to think about it too much. And it's going to be a nice day here on Christmas Day. I just had a quick look uh, on weather zone, and we're looking at 27 for for here on Christmas Day. The other the other thing is though, stay sun smart if you are going to be going outside and maybe having a game of cricket in the backyard and or having a water fight. Make sure you've got the sunscreen on and you're wearing a hat and sunnies and all that sort of stuff because we don't want people to end up with sunburn and you know potentially something worse while they're trying to do the right thing and and uh, stay COVID safe and secure. And also, it's going to be a nice day. We can open the windows up, let that nice breeze through in the evening. What else can we can we do, perhaps, Ada? What other tips have you got for people who may want to stay COVID safe on Christmas Day? Well, it's actually amazing how much we've learned about this virus over time. So we know that things such as singing, yelling, um, or even karaoke are actually higher risk activities than speaking quieter, um, than doing, you know, pub trivia rather than um, yelling across the pub. Um, so anything when you can minimise that yelling or, or um, you know, ways that people can expel air at each other, it's ideal. So if you are going to do Christmas carols, etc., with the family, um, you might want to do that outside or, again, next door window. Um, I personally don't love karaoke, so the option to reduce karaoke opportunities is actually really good for me, but listeners may disagree. Um, and there's also just those basic thoughts on masking, um, social distancing, and um, potentially elbow bumping somebody instead of hugging. Obviously, I'm not going to go out and tell you to not hug anyone ever, but it's just thinking about that risk for individuals. So if someone is a bit more vulnerable, you might think about wearing a mask when you're around them um, and rather, you know, instead of hugging for two minutes or if it's a really long, um, you know, grabbing someone and having a cuddle, you might do it shorter or wear a mask. Just again, about harm reduction in, in terms of potential COVID spread. Another way that rapid antigen tests can be very handy is that uh, people can can say, "Look, I've had my, I've done an RAT, I'm all clear, um, all looks good, I haven't got any symptoms," and then you you're you're away. I'd like to see one of the ugly sweater Christmas sweater style masks 
Um, have, have you got a special festive mask, Ada? Um, you know, I don't, but one of the activities I was hoping to do over Christmas is maybe decorate some, um, add some glitter, maybe some special, uh, you know, fun activity with um, some nieces and nephews in my life, just make it a bit silly and fun. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? If we let's let's make the best of this situation, I I, I say, uh, and I'm with you on the karaoke as well. By the way, I'm, I don't think it'll be happening in my house. Um, I think uh, most very of, COVID safe of you, Gareth. Well, look, by about three o'clock, most of the adults are ready for sleep anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> lots of kids will be running around here on Christmas Day. Uh, Ada, is there anything I should like to send out to people? Any messaging you'd like to get out to, to the people listening to this around COVID in general, staying COVID safe, um, or just a shout out to the community for the great work? Well, frankly, I'm just so impressed and proud of how great a job everyone's doing. You know, no one wants to be thinking or talking about COVID, yet here we are still looking after ourselves our families and our community. Um, I'd also like to do a huge shout out to our local health workers. If if we're sick of um, COVID, just the thought of it, imagine if you had to don all of that intense PPE every day and doing testing. So our local legends are on the ground every day, swabbing, testing, including over, t- over Christmas. You can actually find um, Christmas testing hours on our Facebook site for Grampians Community Health. So if you are worried and you need to get a test, there are legends who are giving up their Christmas days to support it, our community to stay safe and big thanks to all of them absolutely couldn't agree more they do a fantastic job and and they're out there in wind rain hail or scorching sun i remember when uh when there was a big outbreak in our and my wife and kids went in it was pouring rain that day and the people were were still out there and still doing their job and doing a bloody fantastic job as well so well done to them and well, and well done to people like yourself, Ada, as well, the vaccine ambassadors, and getting the message out there to people because there was a lot of inf- misinformation and there still is a lot of misinformation around the COVID vaccines. And that's one of the reasons that we've done uh, the, the original podcast that you and I did together and, and now this one as well is just to sort of, you know, if we can put people's minds at ease a bit or get, you know, a bit more of that information that's more trusted than some of the stuff that people might get from perhaps TikTok videos. That's very true. But like I like to say, we're all pretty much vaccine ambassadors now. We all know what we need to do to stay safe. And we're all out there supporting our friends, family and community to get vaccinated and, you know, giving people lifts and buying them coffee or whatever they need to get, uh, just get through and do it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Ada, have a great Christmas uh, and I will catch up with you in some stage in the new year. Uh, and thank you for coming on the podcast again. First recurring guest. Well done. Thanks so much, Gareth, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to our listeners. Thank you again, Ada, for joining me for the second time on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast to talk all things COVID and Christmas, and let's hope that... uh, that we can get back to some semblance of normal in 2022 after the last two years we've had. It's been rough for everybody. This podcast is, of course, the Communities and Middle Name podcast brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health operates across a large sector of Western Victoria, offering a wide range of services. You can give us a call on 53857400 or visit one of their offices in Ararat, Stall or Horsham. Or go to our website, gch.org.au, 
to check out more about us. You can also find us on social media. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or just type in Grampians Community Health on your search bar there on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well, at GCH Grampians is the handle for those two social media sites. This podcast is, of course, available on Podbean, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, uh, Stitcher, basically anywhere you can find a good podcast, you can find this one. The intro and outro music is an original composition by Andrew Parsons, and we use that with his permission and with his thanks. And this podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabwarung people, and we would like to pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This is it for the year for the Communities of Middle Name podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show so far. We'll be back again in January with some new episodes. I'm having a couple of weeks off, so I'll be uh, I'll be back into it then. I hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas and New Year's. I hope you guys stay safe. I hope it's COVID safe. Uh, if, you, if you're drinking over Christmas and New Year's, please remember not to get behind the wheel. We definitely want everyone to come back, all the listeners to come back next year, uh, and we want everyone to come back safe and uh, and hope that you've just had an enjoyable time after the horrific last couple of years that it's been. Let's let's not mince words. Stay safe, stay well. My name is Gareth Oliver. From my family to to you, and from everyone at Grampians Community Health, we wish everyone a merry Christmas and a happy new year. And we can't wait for you to be back joining us with more podcasts in the new year. So until then, so long. <laughs>